PAR is coming out with new standards for real estate, what buyers want after the pandemic's over, and Zillow is telling its employees to work from home until 2021. We unpack it all right now on Tool Time. We are back on Tool Time. Super excited to be here. I'm Tom Tool. We've got the amazing Jess Lyon. Very insightful. We got a lot to talk about today. So we're going to keep going, run through it. Topic number one PAR has new guidelines. And the guidelines, I'll read them to you uh, and we can kind of talk about it. Now, I'll summarize them here. So real estate licensees, appraisers, notaries, title companies, and inspectors are allowed to conduct limited in-person real estate services for limited transactions, and they had to be under agreement on or before March 18th. And they're allowed to do all the normal things they would normally do. Uh, they can also, will allow those activities for transactions involving buyers who on or before the 18th were under agreement to sell their prior residence. They will also allow those in-person activities for transactions involving buyers who on or before the 18th provided their landlord with a binding notice that they would vacate the property and transactions involved a property located in the region of the state where we're in the yellow phase of reopening and transactions involving new construction homes that were under contract, uh, pro, uh, that, that were providing for a closing and delivery on or after March 18th, but they had to be under contract before the 18th, apparently. So then they have some restrictions on how the appointments would work. So what they're allowing is showings, appraisals, inspections, final walkthroughs, title insurance. It's gotta be done by appointment and no more than two people on site at one time. And any in-person activity needs to follow the orders from the Department of Health from April 5th and April 15th. So a lot of mandates here. Mm -hmm. I'll give you my opinion. Jess, what do you think about all this? Well, first, I think just the wording is very poor. It's unclear. But coming from this, what I get is what is the difference of me taking someone out who had sold their home prior to March 18th because they, according to this, they can go out and find a house rather than somebody else. It doesn't make any sense um, because I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to take the exact same precautions. It's, it's very unclear to me. I feel like they're throwing things at a wall to see what sticks. I, I just, this is a mess in my opinion. This is a total shit show, if you ask me. That's what this is coming down to. We are one of like two or three states now, like it's always changing, where we can't do this stuff. And if you can't do it, just don't do anything. If you can do it, that's fine too. But this middle ground here, yeah, we know the enforcement right. of the stay home order was the 19th. I get that. There is no difference between someone who, maybe, sure, they sold their home before the 18th, what about someone who lost their job and can't afford their mortgage payment? What about someone who landlord said, hey, you're out? Like, th th you can't just pick and choose these things, what's okay and what's not. And, and the reality is that what's going on right now, th there, there's been no transparency. There has been no, hey, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. 
this is, I mean, I could have come up with something better than this. And, and I mean that truthfully because it's not clear. I mean, how many times have we been in a situation at work with our team where something was unclear and we revise it to make it more clear? It's okay. not hard to do. So the problem I have with this, and this has been the problem the entire time, one, we're in the vast minority here of states. Two, the, the guidance that we're being given is, you know, real estate transact, like they sold their prior home, but what if, what if they already moved out of state? What if they bought something else and you can't show that home now? All this talks about here is buyers. It doesn't talk about seller's needs whatsoever. So another flawed policy from the governor, another time where he's not getting in front of people talking about what's going on. You look at New York and New Jersey, their governors are having a press conference every single day and getting questioned. This guy shoots videos and rolls out the health secretary who doesn't know anything about the business and the economy and the commerce in the in state of Pennsylvania. And it's starting to dramatically hurt people in a lot of ways. This is bad business. This is bad leadership. I've got some issues with it. And frankly, we can be a lot safer than what's going on right now. I mean, there, there's, there's people that are sneaking around, looking at properties. I mean, realtors are getting arrested by the state police in Norristown. You know, it's, all it's doing, it, it, just, it, it's, it's, it just created a giant cluster. Nick, beep that out. There's confusion and it's really starting to, it has been affecting, but it's affecting consumers now because they really do need to make moves. And especially with what we're going to be talking about coming up, people are ready to go. For sure. So there's a bill right now. This is like, a, like Groundhog. I think we talked about this last week. So it passed the Senate. Or passed the House. Now it's got to go through the Senate. And then apparently the governor's going to veto it again. My hope is that all this pressure is going to just have him name it essential and then the bill doesn't need to be legislated. That's my hope. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, maybe I'll just go to my, uh, my local boat slip and pop in the water or go for a round of golf. But these people that need to buy houses, you know, that, don't do that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I'm with you on that one. All right. Now that the rant's over, let's talk about some actual news and some real estate related stuff. So the second topic, and I, and I love where this is going. To me, this is very smart. And this is something that the best agents are going to adapt to. What are consumers and what are home buyers going to want after the pandemic's over? I've got some thoughts on this. Inman came out with an article talking about it. Jess, what is your take on this? Yeah, reading through the articles, it's talking about a lot of um, physical things with a home, amenities, functional spaces, um, location, things like that. But looking at what we've been talking about for the past few weeks, and we talked about it with Tom Ferry, I think consumers are going to want up security. And I think that they're going to want your time. Like this is going to finish and people are going to want to get out there. I see signs of the spring market, what would have been already. People are contacting me. I want to see a list of these houses. I'm ready to sell my house. Like that's what would have been happening back in February and March. That's happening right now, at least for me. So they're going to need my undivided attention. I'm going to need an open schedule this summer completely. Um, get these people out there and help them out. And um, ultimately, they're going to want security. So we talked about like resetting passwords and things like that, making sure that they, they feel secure, especially with everything going on right now. Yeah, you know, what, what Inman focused on was like what they're going to want in homes. And you're definitely going to see an exodus from 
uh, like downtown cities. I see that happening, you know, pretty close, especially for those people that are like wanting to start families and doing that sort of stuff. At the same time, there's gonna be, <laughs> but there's also going to be people that want to move to the city too. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't totally buy that because people move to the city for a certain type of lifestyle. And, you know, someone like me, I've got three kids. Like I probably want to like off myself in the, uh, in a city. Cause I'm trying to like, I mean, it's, it's bananas, right? So it's crazy. So, what I see happening, here's what I envision with buyers and home sellers. The last thing to happen is going to be the showing, meaning people are going to want to see a video tour. They're going to want to see that detailed walkthrough. I envision, and this is something we're strategizing on with the coming soon policy in Bright and the clear cooperation policy. Well, it says you can't show the home, but you can market it if it's in the MLS. Virtual open houses before showings can happen and then having a Calendly link built in there where people schedule it after the virtual to get them through. So you're building up so much business, so much interest that, and this happened over the weekend with a client of ours. So I wanna, I'll give you that case study in a second. To me, you've gotta change how you market right now because people are going to wanna be absolutely clear on what they want. And this has already happened at a, at a high level, like the drive-bys, photography, video. To me, it's, there's another opportunity here to be even safer and to leverage more business out of this as an agent. And that's what buyers want. We had an agent on our team. She worked with a client over the weekend. They had a virtual open house. The buyer bought it after driving by the home. Hasn't even been in the place yet. And paid tens of thousands of dollars above the asking price. So if you're telling me people aren't going to be okay with that, and this sale price is like 3x the average in our marketplace. If you're telling me people aren't going to be okay with that, just get out of the business now and give me all your clients because I'll service them better. <laughs> word so to me it's yeah i mean like do you kind of get what i'm saying here jess like i think it's going to be so streamlined that that and people want to buy on their phone they want to hit the button they want to register agents are already adapting to this there's a house that my client was interested in they did exactly that they not only did the video tour but they had like 3d renderings where you can actually click and look around the whole entire house they did the virtual open house where they were on a zoom link and taking people through the house and it was very helpful for my buyer so that's definitely going to be the way to go and i love to see agents who want to help their clients want to do business adapt this to adapt to this so quickly 100 percent. so to me what buyers are going to want yeah they're going to want more open spaces but i mean people always want yeah. that stuff like this isn't anything new um what they're going to want is an easier process and the agents who do it are the ones that are going to win so I'm, I'm super, super clear on that. Absolutely. Love it. So it sounds like we're in a lot of agreement here. And if you didn't agree with me on the first topic, we might have had some words after the show here. So um, <laughs> half kidding, but not really. So Zillow came out. They're keeping everyone home. They're allowing people to work at home until 2021. And obviously, they have a different client uh, base. They have a different business model. What do you think about all this? Reading through the article, they said that their team from home has come together so much and moved the business forward that they didn't see an issue with doing this. And obviously they want the health of everybody to be first priority. So I'm not surprised that this has happened. I feel like there will be a handful of people who want to get back to the physical office, but ultimately I think this is going to be a major eye opener. Like maybe we don't need a physical office. Maybe we can have people work from home. I think that's really where the trend's going to be going in the next few years because of this pandemic and what it's showed that we can actually do. For the people that want to put in the work, 
yeah, it works. There's other people that aren't going to want to do that. And you know what? That's pr they're probably not going to survive when things get, when things kind of roll out of this year, you know, we're still in the thick of it here in Pennsylvania. We're not getting tattoos and going bowling like people down in Georgia. So, you know, we're, we're really in the middle of this year and there are going to, there are agents that are rising to the top. The cream always rises to the top that are performing in, in the face of all this adversity because that's the way, and the ones that aren't, they're doing it because they're saying, hey, this is the way we've always done it, so I don't know what to do. But you know, you know what my stance is on this. From day one, it was, let's go. Here's what we can do. We're going to have to figure this out. What's going to move the needle the most when you're working from home? And that, that's been our strategy all along. And we've seen results from that. I mean, you, you've had virtual showings. You've had virtual tours, all that sort of stuff. We, we, sat, on, we sat on a listing appointment yesterday on a Zoom call. Uh, so, I mean, that's happening at a high level. And to me, Zillow, their model caters to this, right? Like they can have a daily huddle where everyone checks in um, and, they, and they do that at work. So just like we've been doing, we have a daily huddle every day. They don't need to physically be in the office. They're a tech company. They can work remotely. I think for us, you know, there, there is some in-person activities that have to happen. Um, for sure. I'd also say from a team perspective, there is value in getting the team together. So I don't know that you can totally pivot away from this. Rather, they're being safe. They also have multiple offices all over the country. They're in Denver, New York, Seattle. So they've already worked remotely in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and and what, I'm, what I'm gonna envision happens here is that there's gonna be more of this stuff going on, meaning we're recording this on a Zoom call. Uh, you know, you look at coaching companies. So Tom Ferry, they've been doing this for years. So I don't think that part's anything different. Uh, mm -hmm. What I do see happening is, there's going to be limited in-office stuff. Uh, but at the same time, realtors have been working out of their home for a long time. Like, this isn't anything new. Um, I find that I get more done in the office. I'm more productive there. So we've had to adjust here where, like, I lock the door so my kids can't come in when I'm making phone calls and that sort of stuff. So I, I see this as a trend that we can continue to do. And, there, you know, there is value in getting the group together at the same time and seeing that human interaction yeah. and also like body language is really important and all, all those sort of things. So there are times when it's going to be appropriate. And we've already kind of gone down this path, Jess. I mean, this isn't something that we've, you know, we've shot away no. from before all this happened. So no, I agree with you 100% too. And it is a mindset thing. When you get up, you have your routine in the morning and then you go into your office and you're there to work and then you have to go on appointments and things like that. It is a mindset thing. I definitely do agree with you. And I, I look forward to get back to that. But there's a blend, right? And, and, and yeah. you know, the people that can pivot and be flexible, as long as you're doing the work, that's the fundamental thing. Like I think the, the challenge is a lot of realtors when they want to work from home, they think they're going to be able to like hide and not do stuff. And like, that just doesn't work. Um, sure. So, you know, sitting around checking the MLS in your underwear is not an effective, an effective technique. So uh, for the agents out there to bring it back to the real estate side, Zillow, I get, I mean, they've got reporting and KPIs and performance. If you're doing the work and the data is there to prove it, people are going to be flexible. And it's yeah. to me, businesses are going to become more data driven, which they already were because you can't hide from the data. You know, you can sit down and say, hey, I made all my phone calls. But then when you look at it and you made 10 phone calls in a month, well, no, you didn't. So I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, that, that's kind of where if, if you have the analytical side to, to back that up, that's where it's going to be effective for companies and for organizations as they move forward. Mm -hmm. yes. All right. I got a quote for you here. What These is it? My favorite quotes. You know who John Wooden is? I'm betting you don't. I don't. So he is probably the best college basketball coach of all time. He won, I think, 17 or 18 championships with UCLA. And the quote here 
and this is so applicable to what we talked about today, the true test of a man or a woman, it doesn't say that in the quote, the true test of a man's character is what he does when nobody is watching. What's your take on that, Jess? Well, you kind of just hit on it. Just because you know, you're at home necessarily doesn't mean you're doing work. I think that is really gonna tell as to what you are doing. It's gonna show what your actions are. It's gonna show what you actually did in this time when we've been all locked up. I mean, it, words don't mean anything, your actions do. And if you're at home, if you're working, if you're making your calls, if you're, if you're working out, you're gonna come out of this looking great. If you're making your calls, you're gonna come out of this with business. If you're not, it's going to be obvious because you're not gonna have any business after this. And you're not gonna be looking too good if you weren't working out. <laughs> well, like, that's going to be a real thing, the latter part there. And, and you know, what I love about this quote is that the people that look, for, that look for like accolades, like, hey, I did my job. Well, guess what? They're probably like inflating the numbers. I mean, we've all seen those realtors or those business people that inflate, inflate, inflate. And then like the earnings report comes out and it was total garbage. Yep. So, or they're not putting sales on the board, even though they're saying they're doing all this work or they're trying to give people advice. And to me, I, I love this quote because I'm not in it for the credit. I'm in it for the results and for what it's going to do for me and the people in my life and helping others get to that level. You know, when we talk about pushing each other, I'm here to push you over the top, not push you over the edge. Big difference there. And sometimes people don't get that. So successful people, I mean, this is like one of the number one traits. They're not out there looking like, hey, I made my calls today or hey, I, you know, I, I showed up. I, you know, they just, they just do it because they have another reason to do it. And mm -hmm. They're doing it for themselves. So I, I, I love this quote. That's, this fire. Of, That's good. One of the things that I, I really have embodied here um, uh, over, over a long period of time, but especially right now, because I think, you know, we're all in our houses. So, I mean, you can say whatever you want. The, the, the results are going to be a measure. You know, the data is going to be a measure. If, you, if you're in an organization like we are, where we measure all that. And, you know, John Wooden, yo, he's the GOAT. He's the best college basketball coach of all time. He's won 18 championships. He was dominant. So. When someone says that, that had that level of success, it's important to listen. Absolutely. I love it. I'm not in it for the credit. Hell no. The shirt. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can actually go meet each other someplace. We can get some more shirts made. So yeah, there you go. good stuff, Jess. We'll be back next week. Great stuff. Thank you. Bye.